Welcome to Reflecting Forward. My name is Heather Holgate, and on this episode of Reflecting Forward, we will explore the topic of multimedia. And how we can implement multimedia into our classrooms to foster creativity. In this episode, there you'll hear from four different people. And each one of us is going to focus on a different tool that we're going to use in our classrooms to create uh, and just foster creativity. I want to apologize up front. The recording, for some reason, uh, isn't so great, but I I hope you'll be able to listen anyway and uh, gain some insights for your own classroom. Enjoy. Welcome back to Copeland's Classroom. Today we have a few special guests who are here to talk to us about how they're going to use multimedia to foster creativity in their classrooms. We can have our special guests introduce themselves. Jeff, why don't you start us off? Oh my gosh, Dara. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. I am so excited to be here sharing with you some of the tools that I've learned in this multimedia FSU classroom. My name is Jeff Majikowski, and I am a technology teacher at the West Pittsburgh School on Martha's Vineyard. And I'll be sharing with you um, how I'm going to use Anchor in my classroom. Thank you very much. Heather, take it away. Well, I'll echo Jeff. Thanks so much, Darren, for having me today. I uh, am, my name is Heather Holgate, and I teach in Whitensville at Whitensville Christian School, and I teach middle school math and life skills. Thank you very much for being here today, Heather. Nicole? Thanks, Darren. Thanks for having us. Uh, first, I actually just want to say before I uh, give my little intro that this group, this uh, week that we worked with, was initially when I got placed into it, I thought, oh my God, none of these guys are high school teachers, but I think we all learned so much. It was like such a valuable experience. But anyways, my name is Nicole Dresser. I am a career and technical educator. I teach dental assisting at Essex North Shore Agricultural and Technical Institute. That's the very long school name in Danvers, Massachusetts. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you all. I have to agree with Nicole. It's been a very enlightening week, um, and I'm excited to use what I've learned. So today, I guess we're just going to go through a couple of the tools that you guys have decided to use and take away from the class, talk a little bit about um, how you're going to use it in your classroom and why you think it's going to help foster creativity. Jeff, go ahead and take it away. All right. Thanks, Darren. Um, so I'm going to be talking about podcasts and using the app Anchor FM to have students um, record their own podcast. And you guys might have noticed how big podcasts have become over the last five years or so. Um, you can find podcasts on entertainment topics, fitness topics, education topics, pretty much any interest that you have. Um, and Anchor FM is an easy tool to use for students with just a little bit of coaching that will allow them to um, not only create their own podcasts, but to create podcasts in collaboration with others like we're doing right now. Um, I've used podcasts in the classroom before, and primarily I've used GarageBand, which is kind of an outdated tool, I think, now for um, recording podcasts after I've been introduced to Anchor. And um, like 
like I said, it gives students a lot of choice and um, freedom with talking about any topic in any content area about what they might want to share. And I, I'm a firm believer that anytime we have students talking about their learning and interacting with others, that it makes that learning stick. It's a lot better than just giving them a worksheet, a test, or um, you know, a slideshow that they have to pull out. So Anchor FM allows them to choose a topic, whether it be in a book group or uh, reviewing a science lesson or how to solve a math equation. And um, it allows them to talk through the process, maybe individually or in a group. And um, as a teacher, you can highlight specific things that you might want them to discuss in their podcast. Uh, so I would definitely encourage you to think about how you might want to use Anchor FM in your classroom, in your content area, and with your students. And like I said, it allows for a lot of choice and creativity and personalization, which is um, sort of what the goal is for our um, new sort of era of teaching. We want to individualize instruction for students, offer them the opportunity to make content and to learn things that are meaningful for them. So check out Anchor FM. I think you guys will enjoy it. And thanks, Darren, for letting me share that resource. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing. Heather, um, I hear you're talking about using Flipgrid in your classroom in the fall. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Yes. Uh, Flip, let me just start by saying what Flipgrid is. They have a great tagline that is um, empower every voice. Flipgrid is an opportunity to um, give students um, the ability to record a response. So we're so used to having students um, in our regular setting either write um, a response to, to something. Flipgrid actually, you can use prompts and gives, it gives students the opportunity to respond uh, via video and audio as well, right? So, but it is super duper creative. So. Teachers actually, you create what we call grids, and grids are like an assignment or a prompt, writing prompt, or uh, you can get super creative. I actually began using it this summer just to keep in touch with students, so I actually sent them little video clips just to touch base with them and gave them uh, little prompts, little questions, what they're up to, and then they can respond. So students can respond using. Uh, video clips. So it's super simple. You can set limitations. Teachers can actually track and see what students are, are doing and give students feedback on, on their, on their audio, audio and video responses. Um, I think that this is a great tool to give both, both voice, obviously, and choice. Flipgrid allows when you create videos, you can get super creative with them. You can you can use text. You can import other images. They the new beta Flipgrid actually is going to allow you to do screen captures. Um, so I think it's it's going to be a, it's a great tool and it's it's gaining um, popularity too. So Flipgrid is, it seems to be updating the um, the what what you can do with it, which is nice. It's not a stagnant tool. I see that I see. Um, Flipgrid really um, keeping moving this tool forward, which which is awesome, and um, I'm really looking forward to, to implementing it into my my classroom setting for for this fall. Excellent, thank you very much, Heather. Um, Nicole, so go ahead and take it away. 
Sure. So I um, think that Goose Chase was something I was introduced to that will be really valuable in my classroom. Um, we have had lots of scavenger hunts, whether we're on a field trip, in our clinic. Um, for example, so we start the year out with a safety scavenger hunt. So right, right ahead in the fall, we could um, have the students. And I think what the benefit of using this app will be versus having students explain on pen and paper where something is, like they use terminology like in the lab, in the clinic, in the waiting area, because we have like a reception area, they'll actually be able to snap a picture of the item that they're looking for instead of being so vague. Sometimes some of those things have multiple answers, and you're not really certain that the student actually knows or they're just kind of winging it as to where the actual um or what the item actually is. I happen to typically have a lot of competitive students, so I think that um, that would be really engaging for them. I think it also encourages movement. And, you know, going forward, I think where we're going to have to keep some distance, I have a lot of square footage. That could be something that movement is keeping people apart from each other, but they're moving around and engaged at work and actually... Um, being productive. Uh, I like how it gains points so that maybe if you got something wrong, you don't necessarily lose the whole thing. You could have a first, a second, a third place. So I really like that. Also, does the work for you. I've spent a lot of time correcting scavenger hunts. And yeah. um, so I think this will definitely be like a huge time saver. Uh, one other way that I'm hopeful that we still at some point get to go to Yankee Dental Congress, which I'll briefly explain, that's like a national convention where we take our students and they meet all types of vendors. We tried to do a um, use multimedia to create a scavenger hunt for this before, and at the end of it, it was going to cost a ton of money, so we had uploaded everything and tried to figure out what the students would use. So I think Goose Chase would be something we could use for that to say, snap a picture of a Patterson booth, which I know doesn't mean a lot to people outside of the dental, but that's like a major vendor. So they could, we would actually be able to see that they went to all the vendors and the things that they wanted to see or a Colgate booth, something like that. So I think it could be on any field trip, something valuable. You know, we, we have a little bit of freedom to let our students kind of move around themselves on a field trip. So, where they're high school kids. So, I think this would be like a really, really valuable tool in my classroom and for when we're outside of the classroom. Right. And we were thinking about using it for the Museum of Science in a similar way. And yeah. You can't copy answers from anyone. You need to take a picture of it and that's on you and that's your phone. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, the last tool we're going to talk about today is actually Google Slides, but Google Slides um, to make an interactive notebook. Um, I loved the idea of building an interactive notebook, especially because I teach ELA. And so we have the reading and writing workshop that we do every day. Um, and within the workshop, I have my instructional slides and I push out um, work and links to work and videos and things. But using the interactive notebook format, I was able to blend the digital notebooks that they had created before, because most students like to type, um, and the um, 
my instructional PowerPoint, so it's all in the same place. So I have a slide for each lesson, and then I have, you know, a good connection. I have a link to my video mini lesson, and then we have the try it out and the do it on your own and then the share, and it's all linked. All the resources that they need are on that one slide for the whole day. And then they can link in their work from that day, whether it's a picture of their notebook, their physical notebook that they like to write in, or a link to a Google document, or maybe they have a separate thing, or maybe they write in that Google Doc um, that I pushed out to them in the um, speaker notes because it's theirs. I've assigned it to them on Google Classroom, so they each have their own separate um um, what is it called? Slideshow that they can write and they can manipulate, but I've already preloaded with all the work for what we call bends, which is parts of our unit. Um, it's also nice because I have a calendar front loaded in there with what we're going to do on each day, and they can just click on the calendar link and it brings them to the slide in the lesson for that day. Um, I've added a reading log into there so it, they can you know, stay right in that document and add in all of their information. And I think it's going to be great for creativity because it's a central place where they can add in any type of work that they want to do. So if they want to do a podcast with their groupmates, they can link that in. If they want to just stick with their physical notebook, they can take a picture of it and link it in. Um, so it really just gives them a lot of freedom about how they want to complete the work, but it gives them the guidelines of what they need to do to complete that work. So um, I think it's going to be really useful in the fall because in the spring, when you have too many things going on, here's your work, here's the directions, here's where you're going to complete it, here's, it kind of just streamlined it all. And I think that'll be better for students, but also better for parents too, as well as myself. So I think it's going to give them freedom for creativity but also structure so, yeah well i think that that's going to wrap it up unless anyone has anything else to say today um i appreciate you all coming in and talking about this actually the social distancing coming in um it was a pleasure to hear what you guys wanted to talk about and what you're going to do in the fall and i wish you all the best in these very uncertain times thanks for having us you're welcome